For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's go to work. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. And right off the top, want to give a shout-out to our pals at Norms. That's right, Norms, a part of the show. We love having them. Three bacon strips or sausage links, two eggs, and one short stack of two buttermilk pancakes, only $8.99. Visit any Norms restaurant or order online at norms.com. Norms! Best in town. Check them out. Love having Norms on the show. All right, we've got a lot to get to today, and we are giving away a Pro Flowers gift card. We'll do that at the bottom of the hour. So at the bottom of the hour, what are we playing today? We're going to play Who Dis? The caller jumps in. If you win it, Who Dis? You'll win the $100 Pro Flowers gift card. But if you don't win it, Who Dis? Then we open it up for everybody. Everybody gets a shot. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Now, let's get to the Lakers. And uh, not exactly sure who said it. Okay, we can surmise who said it. Maybe Rob Polinka said it. Maybe Linda Rambis said it. Are you putting words in Rob Polinka's mouth again, Fred? Well, no. You tend to do that. Uh, no, I'm just saying maybe it was Rob Polinka. Maybe it was Linda Rambis. Maybe it was Kurt Rambis. Maybe it was Jeannie Buss. Maybe it was LeBron James. Maybe it was one of the Buss siblings. Anyway, Mark Stein is reporting. Now, how Mark Stein found this out, we can assume somebody, maybe it was a player agent that told him. But Mark Stein is reporting this. So brace yourself. The Lakers are waiting for a full bill of health before making any drastic roster moves. The Lakers may sign reinforcements, but the sense Mark Stein got after spending the past week in L.A. is that their preference is to wait for the returns of Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant before making judgments that could lead to changes. The Lakers are 3-10. and 10. Rob Polinka said, I'm going to wait 20 games. 3-10 and 10 seems like it's been 300 games. It seems like it's been going on forever. What are we? In March, the season is just dragging along. The team is 3-10. and 10, But what they're going to do is they're going to wait until guys like Dennis Schroeder get back and Thomas Bryant get back, and then they're going to decide what changes they need to make. We're not at the 20-game threshold yet. There are seven games to go. But I ask you this. If we go back to past years, weren't they always waiting on something? You know, when Kendrick Nunn gets healthy, then we're, we're, in, we're in business. How about this? 
you wait till Trevor Ariza is ready to go. And when he's ready to go, we don't need to make any moves at all. You know, have we not seen this movie? Have we not read this script? Have we not experienced all of this? Because I think we have. I think we have experienced all of it. Rodney, when you look at it and you you hear this report, they're going to wait till everybody's healthy. <laughs> yeah, what difference is that going to make? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is uh, Are they waiting for Shaq to come back from his prime? <laughs> huh? Wait, wait. Uh, I saw Magic the other day. He was kind of... He was working on his free throws, kind of getting that ready. Him and James Worthy. So, I think they are, are they coming out of the tunnel, Fred? Is that who we waiting on? I know you mentioned Trevor Ariza. We were waiting on him last year. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn. When he's healthy, baby boy, let's go. Uh, I don't know what kind of games they're playing, Fred. I don't know what kind of semantics. I I I, I really I really don't know. I, I know one thing. They're not being realistic with themselves. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm going to be honest. And we got a long way to go. Yeah. That's the thing I don't get. I mean, they're off till Friday now, so that gives LeBron a chance to get healthy before he gets hurt again. And, uh, how what dare you? I tried to sneak that in. You heard that? Yeah, I did. You said it with the outside voice. You actually heard me say that. I did. I'm I so- did. All right. You know yes. What? My mistake. Yeah, I said it with the outside voice. Well, Anthony Davis is healthy. Well, he was. For a minute. He was, and he had a really good Until game. Until he's not. Yes. Until he's not. He went off. He did. your Brooklyn Nets. That was one of the best games he's played for the Lakers. Period. The end. I know. It was NFL football Monday, so we didn't get a chance to dive into it too much. But, um, yeah. I mean, look. What does that say about the Nets? That's what I said on Monday. <laughs> what does that say about the Nets? What does that say about the damn Brooklyn Nets? You know, think about this for a second, Rodney. So the Nets, of course, they put together their all-star cast. They had Kyrie, and they had Kevin Durant. And uh, at one you know, time they had James Harden. And James Harden. Okay. And the Lakers put together their all-star cast. LeBron, AD, and now the addition of Russell Westbrook. Okay. Both have been unmitigated disasters. Both have been complete dumpster fires. Yes. When you put together the all-star cast, when the name game is top of mind, we'll just sign the biggest names we can, and then obviously we're going to win, because that's all we need. And maybe the NBA is telling us now that, you know, there's something to chemistry and actually building a roster that gets you to where you need to be. I don't know if it wins your title, but I think it certainly gets you to the playoffs, and maybe it makes a deep run. What do you mean? Having players, friends? Is that what you're saying? Building a roster, having players that can play? I'm saying building a roster and having more than two or three. Yeah. Look yes. at the Clippers. And we'll see. We don't know. But look at the Clippers. They're very deep. You know, Kawhi Leonard at this point is like a ghost. All we know is he, he comes around at night and haunts people. Because you never really see him. Paul George has done a terrific job. Give him credit. You got to give him credit, right? Because we... We pile on Paul George quite a bit. I mean, a lot of people do, but we do here in L.A. because of, you know, some of the things. And, it, and it's self-inflicted because he's a lot of things come out of his mouth are, you know, some head-scratching comments from him. Um, you know, the playoff P, people went, ran with that and some other things. And 
Um, but in this instance, when he came here, and it's totally different from Kevin Durant and having to deal with the loss of Kyrie because this is not Kawhi saying, I don't want to play, I don't want to get vaccinated, I, I'm just going to go on tangent, so I'll get suspended. It's not even that. It's, it's, it's Kawhi being injured, which we knew he was subjected to uh, in, in Toronto and other places he's been. But you got to give it up to Paul George by, because he has. He has kind of been a stable force within this franchise and with this team in terms of the other superstar carrying his weight. So I'm, I'm giving props to Paul George here. I am too. Clippers are deep, and you are seeing the results. You know, they got off to a slow start, but now they're playing better, as they should. And we'll see where they end up. I, I'm wondering if the Lakers are in some sort of time warp. Seriously, the organization. We know it's a mom-and-pop shop. And we know it is still one of the pristine world brands. But I'm wondering if they're in some sort of time warp. It's like they've done in the past. Once everybody's healthy. You know what? After we get past the 1st of December, you know something? Right after Christmas, it's like there's always a right after or wait until. We're going to give it 20 games. We're oh, we're going to give it 20 it, games. It's like... yeah. Can't you, do you think it's just they can't acknowledge what's happened here? Or they really are rubbing rabbit's feet with their fingers crossed and going, man, we, we know this is going to work and we're just going to play this out. Which one do you think it is? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think they're delusional, Fred. I think behind closed doors and in meetings uh, with Rob Palenka and, and I'm assuming Genie's in, in several of those meetings, but with Rob Palinka and, and Darvin Ham and, uh, and and other people within the building, I'm sure they're having some hard conversations that we're not privy to. But you you, you got to wonder what what is the substance of those conversations and where you know where are they going with it? Do they have a real plan? Because it doesn't seem like they have a real plan going forward. Whether it be the picks, whether it be free agency. I mean, it, this has been going on for a couple of years now. Ever since the signing of Russ, what is the plan? Because that was the biggest head scratcher. And then you go, okay, nobody around the league of talking NBA and executives, former players, players, current players, nobody thought that was a good fit. No one. And yet they still do it because you think, and, and, and maybe they do it giving them the benefit of the doubt that there was a plan behind that. But we haven't seen that plan, and we don't know that plan. And is there a plan? And as for Laker fans, I think that is the biggest frustration is what the, you know, sometimes you can look forward, okay, they got all these draft choices, got some young guys, they'll come to, into their own in a year or two. We can wait for that. We'll, we'll sit on that and wait for that. But with this team, we don't know. It's going the other way because we got LeBron aging out, and time is, is, is not on his side. You got uh, up and down health-wise Anthony Davis and then Russell Wils uh, Russell Westbrook at the end of his contract, it feels like it's almost like a wasted two years. So if you're a Laker fan, it's like, okay, what do, I, what do I look forward to? What am I looking forward to in the next year or two? All right, what does it look like? Right, and I get you. And maybe the same could be said for the Dodgers as now uh, the hot stove's heating up, GM meetings, Soon the winter meetings, and that's when some stuff will take place. Some free agents will be signed. Some deals will be made. And uh, the question now becomes with the Dodgers, if you really look at this, 
and you try to remove the emotion, and it's hard for Dodger fans to remove the emotion, but if you do, what's the best course of action here? See, the Dodgers are always in the conversation because of the way they constructed their organization. So even if you make changes, more than one or two, you you will be in the conversation. I don't know if you'll win it, but you'll certainly be in the conversation. And now the question becomes, as the Carlos Correa hypothesis was tossed out there, is it better just to go with your guys you got? Is it time to look at the young guys and bring them up right now? Would it be better to have a Bobby Miller? We've seen Ryan Pepio, Gavin Stone, Michael Grove. They think those guys can play. All right, young position players. Miguel Vargas, Michael Bush, James Altman. There's a shortstop, Jacob Amaya, who's pretty good. Are those guys ready to get into the mix? And if you're Andrew Friedman now, and you look forward, and you try to reconstruct your roster, which way do you go? Do you really need to dig deep into the free agent market? Do you really need to? The name game. Or do you have the names sitting here? Do you have tomorrow's stars today? Do you think it would be good, Rodney, to go with the younger players? It's a tough question because you're there if you're the Dodgers. Or any team, I would say, um, that made the playoffs and made the playoffs as often in the last eight years as the Dodgers have been right there. Um, Do you blow it all up for the young guys when you know you've got guys that have taken you to the dance? Um, That's that's a tough question. And and do you do it kind of piecemeal or do you – you know, take three or four guys and say, okay, we're going to we're gonna start going younger. Or do you just bring in just one or two guys to kind of kind of mix with the older veterans? That's a, that's a tough question uh, to, to go on. But I do believe it's in some shape or form, you have to sprinkle in the new generation into the veterans um, so the transition doesn't seem like it's a drastic one, right? So when you mentioned Vargas – I think it might be a good idea to have him, and I still would sign JT, to have him mixed in and 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 be able to kind of learn through a full season of being around JT, being around some of the veterans as he slowly bring him along and allow him to play um, multiple games and, 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 and pretty much almost maybe be your everyday third baseman and sprinkle JT in there while JT can be DH. But allow Vargas to grow alongside of JT and some of the other veterans rather than let's go clean house on the infield and make it a whole new infield with young guys. Uh, Later this week, we talked to David Vassay today, and he has agreed to come on like once a week, and we'll do a big Dodger segment every week because he's more plugged in than anybody. The hot stove is heating up, so we'll bring Dave on once a week, Rodney. Maybe take some calls, let him answer some questions. Yeah, he's in it. So we'll start doing that later on this week. Hey, thanks to our friends. Norm! Bring on the T-Bones and join Norm's three-quarter pound T-Bone steak dinner with choice of uh, potato yeah. and vegetable, only $15.99. Visit any Norm's restaurant or order online at norms.com. Uh, when we come back, looks like the Rose Bowl is going to be full. We've got that. And Rodney, I know you have some thoughts on the ticket allocation <laughs> for the game. Also, uh, we're going to get the final word on what UCLA is going to do on Thursday. We'll have details on that. 
Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Bills. That's Bills. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is your partner, Big Boy. Big Boy's Neighborhood, Real 92.3, and you're listening to a Hall of Famer, host, philanthropist. It's my big homie, man, Rodney Pete, and the man who thinks that Post Malone is a reference to an NBA era after the mailman retired, Fred Rogan. No, I'm not alone because I came with the fire. All right. Let's keep it moving on a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday, Rodney Pete. Fred Rogan. It is rivalry week, Fred. I'm feeling it right now. You know, when you wake up on a Sunday, Fred, you know this is the week. It starts on Sunday after a Saturday game that you know it's USC-UCLA. And the juices just start to flow. You get that tingle in your body. The bloodstream gets a little hotter. And you just can't wait. The week feels like a month, Fred, because you can't wait for Saturday to get here. Come on! It's a battle for LA. Across town showdown between the Bruins and Trojans. Rivalry Week is presented by California Department of Healthcare Services. Find medically proven treatment options for your opioid addiction at choosechangeca.org. Barry's Tickets. Don't miss the game. Get your tickets today at barrystickets.com. California Department of Health. Don't go halfway. Stay up to date with your vaccines and boosters. Visit my Turn.ca.gov for scheduling. A touchdown! All right. So uh, the game is sold out. That's the first thing we should tell you. 70,865. Rose Bowl will be full. It's been a while since that's happened. Yeah. And uh, we do know that 16,700 student tickets were presented to UCLA. And 6,500 student tickets presented to USC. Do you have a problem with that, Rodney? 16,700 700 student tickets for UCLA yeah. and only 6,500 for USC. Correct. Um, see, I, I, I was looking at that wrong because I thought there was only 6,500 presented to USC as a school, not just a student section. Is that right? Well, I've got UC, well, UCLA received, or USC received 6,500. So maybe it's a whole school. You're right. Yeah, that ain't right. If that's the whole school, usually that's, you know, the opposing team coming to town will get an allotment of tickets. And, uh, look, I, I don't know the facts here and how what it normally is or what Arizona actually got last weekend to go to, to the Rose Bowl. Um, well, they might have got 25,000 seats, you know, because they really, who goes? Who goes? Right. A lot of, a lot of available but, seats. But there usually is a percentage, and, and I think that's usually worked out, you know, with the schools or, or the league beforehand. So I, I, I don't, I'm, I don't know where that's again, going back to, is that just student section or is that just the overall what they're giving USC and what they give opposing teams? Because you got to treat it. It is USC's the visitor. 
So you got to treat the Trojans as the visiting team coming to town. And if that's the standard of what UCLA gives out to their their visiting teams, then okay. But it doesn't feel that way. 6,500 seems incredibly low uh, for USC to get for a game like this, for any game going on the road. Yeah, it, so I, it was Ben Bolch of the Times is the one that tweeted this out. So I'm going to reach out to him and see if he can clarify that. Based on how he wrote his tweet about the student section, it sounds like he was talking about 6,500 to USC students, but yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'm going to I'm going to ch- right. uh, reach out to him and see if he uh, uh, give us some clarification on that. I'm hoping that's the case because if that's the case, then you kind of get it. You understand that you know the student sections, the student areas that they they reserve for you know, for lower ticket prices and for students to afford, um, you want your students at your stadium to dominate the other students coming from another school. So I get that. But in the general admission, that what they allot for the schools that come in, you know, traveling, and I know USC doesn't travel, but, you know, driving in your car across town, um, but there still has got to be more than 6,500 for, for USC fans. I can remember, you know, in the Rose Bowl, when it was packed, you know, half the stadium and and people that don't get them from the school usually will get them right. This the stadium will still have a large contingency of USC fans, and you'll see Cardinal Goal all over the place. But getting the tickets from the school, it feels like there's always been more than sixty five hundred. That's that seems really really low and cheap shottish if you're UCLA. All right, well Kevin is going to work on that. We'll find out. We don't want any cheap shots fired before the game. No, we don't. Don't need to do that, UCLA. I know you struggled having people come to your stadium and come to the games. I know that, and I know we're gonna we're gonna make sure that place is full because we're USC and we, we you know people want to see us when we come to town. I get it. I get it. You know they're trying to be like the Padres a little bit, Fred. They don't I, want they you know they're denying the Trojan faithful to come take over the stadium. So it's kind of like the Padres, right? They don't want to. They don't want to give tickets to the Trojans. You know, if you ask Bill Plaschke, he thinks UCLA is going to win. Yeah, I know he does. I know he does. I'm speaking to Bill a little bit after this show. I'm gonna have some words. <laughs> what are you gonna have words for? That's what I he thinks. Know. I know that's what he thinks, but we're gonna have words. He's writing something for later in the week, so we're gonna talk about it. Um, but I get it. You know, there's 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 momentum on on the UCLA side, except for last week when they they. They blew an opportunity to really be in a national conversation by losing to Arizona. Um, but UCLA is a talented team. We've said it all season long that they are very talented. They've got a fifth-year quarterback that's playing really well and has played well all season long. They've got a, a, a really good running back. Their running game is good. Uh, where, where the separation is, I believe, is UCLA, although they haven't shown it lately, UCLA's defense has played better than, than USC's defense because – you know, SC's defense has given up a lot of yards and a lot of points to teams that they shouldn't have. Um, and I'm talking about Cal. I'm talking about that same University of Arizona team. Um, so, I, I look, will it be a hard-fought game? Absolutely. Do I believe USC will win? I do, 100%. Um, it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be one of those shootouts that we've seen a few times when USC UCLA gets together and play. So I'm I'm excited about it. One thing I think he's wrong about, and no disrespect to DTR, well, maybe a little bit because he's been talking a whole lot this week, Fred. Sure has. He's been opening his mouth a whole lot this week, and he's not been short on things to say about this game and what he's going to do to the Trojans. But I think USC has the better quarterback, 
and Bill Plasky said that UCLA does. Yeah. I disagree wholeheartedly. Well, I think Caleb Williams, um, if he were to be eligible to come out this year, would be the first quarterback taken in the draft. Kevin, you have an update? Yeah, so I texted Ben Bolch, and he got right back to me. I asked him, so is this for student section, or is this USC as a whole, as a, for the school and everything, alumni, whatever? He said total. Wow. 6,500 total tickets for USC. Wow. That is embarrassing for UCLA. And I don't know what the normal is. I guess that's the next question we got to figure out at some point. But what you know? What did Arizona get, or what what do normally – uh, visiting schools coming to the Rose Bowl. What do they normally get in terms of the allotment? And if it's, I, I find it hard to believe that that's not a, a direct shot at USC and not allowing them to have the excess of tickets. But nonetheless, we will be there. 6,500 given to the Trojans or not, the Trojans will be out in full force at the Rose Bowl. Trust me that, Fred. Are you going? As far as you know. Huh? Huh? Are you, you going? Me? As far as you know. As far as I know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to mention this real quick. So uh, Thursday will be a big day for UCLA Athletics because the uh, UC Regents have now yeah. uh, added an agenda item. Their meetings are underway. They're today, tomorrow, and Thursday. And the agenda item uh, will assess the possible benefits and drawbacks of UCLA's defection from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and what they're going to do with their amended agenda item, they're either going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So they are going to make a decision on Thursday about UCLA going. Uh, in a report provided to the regents, UCLA hey, do we get a vote? Do we get a vote? Do USC get a vote in that uh, that decision-making? No. Maybe we, don't, maybe we don't get our votes. Then maybe we take away our votes. Yeah, but they don't, we don't vote on that. No, they don't vote. I know. No, it's the regions. Uh, in a report published to the regions, UCLA estimated it would spend between nine and ten million dollars, basically, in new expenditures related to the move, an amount school officials believe will be more than offset by additional revenue. Well, that makes sense. One hundred and eleven athletes responded to a survey, and they made one thing clear: they value being in the same conference as USC far more than they do California, the other school in the UC system that would be most impacted by the Bruins' defection to the Big Ten. Good. Among survey respondents, 93% said it was important or very important to keep UCLA in the same conference as USC, as opposed to 24% for keeping UCLA and Cal in the same conference. So I guess that pretty much dispels the the students don't want to It's all go. on the students. The students are going to suffer. Yeah. yeah. I think that yeah, pretty much dispels that, don't you think? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So traveling an extra hour and a half to Wisconsin or Illinois or Iowa, even Michigan for that matter, as opposed to going up to Seattle for some of these schools. Oh, that's going to hurt the students even more. Come on. Don't use the students on this. Don't use the students. We, we knew that from the beginning. I mean, the minute yeah, happened, we that. said that. And now it's starting to come out. What do I think happens? I, I think there's no way they tell them they can't go. If they told UCLA you can't go, they're opening up a whole, you know what, they do that. Right? I think you I'd know. laugh for two hours straight. I think I'd just start laughing because, yeah. oh, you can't go? Okay. You watch the Big Ten take Oregon. Watch them. Mm-hmm. Now what are you mm-hmm. going to do? Yeah. Now what? And then, yeah. Now what are you going to do? Then take Oregon. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so we won't take UCLA now. We're going to take Oregon. 
And we may take Washington. But we're going to leave UCLA alone. We're going to leave UCLA alone. And you know what's going to happen? Oh, by the way, when it's all in shambles, now we're going to take UCLA two years from now. And you know what they're going to tell them? No. <laughs> no, we don't need you now. Yeah. We don't need yeah. to split the pie up anymore. No, no thank you. You guys enjoy being in the Big West out there. You have a good yeah. time. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Fred. When, when your it's conference times are changing, you got to change with them. Yeah. When your conference play includes New Mexico State and San Diego State, you knock yeah, yourself out out then. there. Talk to us then. Yeah, you, you guys have a good time out there. Rivalry Week is presented by L.A.'s favorite original Tommy's world-famous hamburgers and chili cheese fries. Served with Tommy's special recipe, all beef chili. And L.A. County Public Works. Small actions make a big impact. Learn how to conserve water at waterforla.com. All right, who wants to win the $100 Pro Flowers gift card? 866-987-2570. We're going to open it up right now, and we're going to give you a chance and we're going to play who dis. So if you get online here, first caller, you'll have a crack at it. You get online and you win who dis, you are going to have an opportunity, an opportunity to get that gift card. But if you do not win who dis, then we will open it up for everybody and give everybody a shot. 866-987-2570. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Brought to you by our good friends at Norms. Bring on the T-Bones and join Norms. Three-quarter pound T-Bone steak and eggs, hash browns, and two buttermilk hotcakes. $15.99. That's it. Visit any Norms restaurant or order online at Norms.com. All right, Rodney, we're getting the caller on the air. Come on now. Come on. Who wants some? Pro Flowers discount card today. It's rivalry week. I'm fired up, Fred. Let's go. All right. No, I know you are. It's a big week for you. Uh, next hour, Vinny Bonsignor will jump on the show. And we'll also update uh, Cooper Cup's injury. David and Rancho Cucamonga, how are you today? I'm pretty good, Fred. How about yourself? Doing well, thank you. Here's the deal. Oh, this, yeah. When you know it, you yell it out. You have one challenge. Use your challenge. It's upheld. You retain your challenge. Use your challenge. It's denied. You lose your challenge. You got it? I got it. Let's do it. Ronnie, you ready? Fred and Rodney, I'm ready. Let's play. All right, we got to go to work. Let's go. I am a seven-time NBA All-Star. Giannis. No, senor! Anthony Davis. No to both. I was the first overall pick in the 2011 NBA draft and was the rookie of the year. Oh. Man. Did you say Russell Westbrook? We said Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant. Not going to happen. How about new? Anthony Davis. James Harden. Both are new. And it is no good. Uh, <laughs> John Wall. No, senor! Kawhi Leonard. How about new? Carmelo Anthony. No. <laughs> I'm waiting for the next clue. That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> let's, let's get to it. I won my only title with the Cavaliers in 2016. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. David Rodney got in there first. Yeah, he did. Rodney gets it. Wow, that was 2011? Yeah. Wow. Seems like yesterday, no? Yeah. Okay. Here's your next one. I was the first overall pick in the 2012 NBA draft. Oh, now you go. Anthony Davis. 
You're on the board. Good job, David. Wait, wait, wait. I'm on the board. I got that first one, didn't I? No, no. Rodney got in just ahead of you. Come on, come on, come on now. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. Can I throw Is it too late to throw that challenge out? You, no. No, I'll let you challenge it, but you know you challenge it and you miss it, you lose your challenge. You want to go for it? That's and right. you're locked out of the right. next question. No, he's not. Hey. No, he's not huh? locked out. No, that's uh, only what? in uh, Know Your Squad. You're not locked out of the next question and who dis. Only in Know Your Squad. What the hell? <laughs> no, that's that's why I give the rules. What kind of penalty is that? You, you lose lost your, your challenge. challenge. Nobody you, care about the challenge. You're missing a question. No, oh, we can revise the rules after the game. I thought that was always a rule. No, I think and, you're revising it now. No, no. And know your squad, you get locked out. And who dish, you lose your challenge. Kevin, I got to check with Kevin. Kevin, you right on that because I don't trust Fred. I don't remember that being a thing, but Fred makes things up as he goes. So you're damn right he does. And he makes it sound convincing enough. I, right? I know. I, yeah. I, I, I'm Ronnie, how do you remember I'm it, Ronnie? You no. know what? I don't remember. I thought that we had something in place that you would lose something because there was some sort of penalty, I thought, but I just I, remember I losing your challenge. I don't remember not. Right. And, and know your squad, you're locked out of the next question. Correct. And who dish, you lose your challenge. It's right. just uh, a lot more fun to say Fred cheated. But isn't there a challenge in all of them? <laughs> there is. Right. So, so why is it, why do you distinguish between know your squad and who this? Because uh, in know your, your challenge squad. and losing your your ability for the next question. Because in know your squad, you can get locked out. And who dis you cannot get locked out. I guess Rodney's question is why can't you get locked out in who dis? Because yeah. we've never locked anybody out in who dis. Maybe. All right, let's keep it moving. All right, no wait, we have to Cheap go back. Shot. Kevin, did you pull it up? I have not, but I will because I was talking to you guys. So give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I I, I got to tell you, David. Um, you're going to lose your challenge because Rodney clearly got it. Yeah, I, I felt good about that one, man. Okay. 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 You feel good about it. Let's put it up then. You want to keep – they're giving you opportunities too. They're giving you minty opportunities. Right. To I got to my guns, man. All right. Okay. All right. Kevin's going to pull it up. Uh, you know, he was uh, distracted when Rodney started complaining about the rules that have been in place from the beginning. I no, always give the rules at the beginning of the game. Every time. No. Yeah, yes. you, are lo- you are locked out. was always in there, and now you're just changing it up. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. That's some BS, Fred. No, I understand what you're saying, but in Know Your Squad, you get locked out. We can revise the rule after. No, I don't revise this it. This wasn't even for this current question. It was for the previous one? Yes. Yeah, no, nah, I got to go yeah. NFL re- replay rules on this. We played another play. We got to keep moving. We're not doing that. Oh, I can't go back man. to two clues. Oh. You're out, David. No, let's go. Keep moving. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Keep I specifically moving. asked that. Fred said it was a good to go, man. Fred spoke out of turn. All Give right. it to him. You got to pull it, pull it, Kevin, just for this one time so we can show him <laughs> how bad he lost that one. <laughs> Fred's got a little sly smirk on his face. Yeah, Fred, Fred is messing the whole thing up. I'm making him work. I, no, I, I don't want Kevin to have to do extra work. But we will institute a rule. Yeah, but you just did. No, Kevin, pull it up. Pull it up, Kevin, please. What we'll do going forward is you got a challenge right after that question. That's how it's always been. Just kind of like the lockout thing. It's always been you got to do it right after it. It's just like the NFL rules. If you run a play, then you can't go back and challenge that other one, Fred. I'm talking about let's implement that rule. That's the way it's been. All right. What's wrong with you? Can I ask you a question? Ready. No. All right. I won't ask. Go ahead, Kevin. I won my only title with the Cavaliers in 2016. 
Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. There it is. See, now you lost ben, your channel. Oh, Thanks, David. man. That was well worth it, right, David? Yeah. Worth the time, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah, definitely worth it. Absolutely. Oh, man. Come on. All right. Here's the next question. Let's go. I made 10 All-Star teams in my Hall of Fame basketball career. Magic Johnson. No. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No. James Worthy. Magic no. Johnson. No. Julius Dr. J. Irving. No, no, no. Allen Iverson. No. Charles Barkley. How about new? Shaquille O'Neal. Both no. Dwayne Wade. No. I let the NBA in assists five times. Steve Nash. No. Michael Cooper. No. Jeff Hornacek. No. John Stockton. No. Kevin Durant. No. I won my only NBA title as a player as a member of the Dallas Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki. Good one. Good one. It was Jason Kidd. All right. So Rodney's got two. David's got one. Running out on the board. I won three NBA titles in my career. Could be a million people. Stephen Curry. No. Tony Parker. No, no. Clay Thompson. No. Manu Ginobili. No. Draymond Green. And it is no good. LeBron James. No, no. Tim Duncan. No good. I was the 2008 NBA Coach of the Year with the New Orleans Hornets. Ooh. 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 Byron Scott. Rodney. Nice. Nice. Okay. So here we go. Rodney's got three. David's got one. David. Oh, no. David can't win. Of course he can't. Of course Couldn't win from the beginning. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Come on now. Come on now. Fred, you sound broken up about it. Sound real devastated. Like, yeah. oh, no, David can't win. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thought David had, still had a shot. Of course he's devastated. Of course he's upset. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. I mean, it doesn't sound like it to me, Dave. No, I was uh, pulling for you, Dave. It doesn't sound like it at all. I was pulling for like you. It doesn't sound like it at all. Well, that sucks, Dave. Pulling for you so much, you tried to cheat for you. It's not cheating. Hey, Rodney, it's not cheating. We're setting a precedent here. <laughs> All right, we'll have That's a... President uh, David, I like it, buddy. I like it. We're going to have a rules committee meeting after the show. That's right. <laughs> See if we need to revise it. All right. Hey, Dave, thanks for listening, man. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. All right, appreciate it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody gets a shot at the Pro Flowers gift card right now. 866-987-2570. Rodney, what caller number you want? Number six, Fred. Number six, and next hour, an update on Cooper Cup. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon delight. Let me explain it. When I did you wrong, I didn't know I'd feel this regret. But it drives me crazy to see you move Today's on. Today's afternoon delight. 
damn, by Galantis, David Guetta, and MNEK. The three acts teamed up to release this track via Big Beat Records late last week. This is the second collaboration between Guetta and Galantis, who teamed up for the Heartbreak Anthem last year. In a recent interview, Galantis member Christian Carlson said, After Heartbreak Anthem, David Guetta and I wanted to team up again for something more house-driven. Damn was the perfect storm. It gave us the opportunity to fuse that 2023 sound with early 2000s R&B. MNEK is one of my favorite artists and songwriters. And this record finally felt like the right opportunity to collaborate. Again, today's afternoon delight is Damn, You Got Me Saying by Galactus, David Guetta, and MNEK. All right. And now, from the court to the courtroom with Jacob Emrani. Now our weekly chat with our good friend Jacob Emrani. Jacob, how are you? Hey, Fred. How are you guys? Doing well, Jacob. Doing well. All right. Good. A report that the Lakers are going to wait till they get everybody healthy before they decide what to do. I think uh, even when they're healthy, they're unhealthy. Are you surprised that they're going to wait until everybody is healthy before making a decision? Uh, you know, I think these are just excuses. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, they know they have to make a move. There's probably not a consensus in the front office in terms of which move to make. And I think these are just ways to have the fans and the media and everybody who, you know, is putting pressure on them to make a move based on literally being 3-10 and 10 or 3-11 and 11 in order to give people something to continue to look at. I mean, I, if, if we're at a point that we think Thomas Bryant and Schroeder are going to be the ones that are going to turn our season around, then, you know, our problem is bigger than we thought. I mean, ultimately, you know, we need to make sure that we look at opportunities, and I just feel like they haven't seen one that they love. Yeah, and I was saying earlier, Jacob, it's one of those things where you may be trying to appease the fans um, because as a fan, you, you, you want to have something to look forward to. You want to say, okay, we got – we got this young team, and in year two, three, they're going to pop, and they're going to—it's going to be a different story. Where right now you've got, an, you know, LeBron's got a shelf life, and it's aging, and and so you got a win now attitude, but your roster doesn't depict a win now attitude. As a fan, it's got to be frustrating. Do you think that that behind the scenes there, they really believe that, or are they just trying to scramble to say something nice so the fans can hold on to? Listen, I would assume that behind the scenes they're as concerned as we are. You know, the Lakers have gotten off to the worst start in franchise history. And, you know, sometimes when you look on the floor when AD or LeBron are sitting, you're thinking to yourself, who's going to score? So it doesn't look very promising when you're watching the game. Yeah. I think ultimately, I think we've discussed this before, is that, you know, these picks in their mind could end up being lottery picks. And, you know, there is not a consensus on whether they should get rid of it. It's a hard place because, you know, when you start to hear rumors about the Lakers having to look at trading LeBron, you know, rumors about him having to look at trading AD, you realize that we're at a real, real bottom at this particular moment trying to figure out what a solution is. And solutions are not being presented to him. And you're right. It is a lot of pressure. But as a fan base, you know, we have a right in order to have the best product on the floor, especially when the Lakers you know, standards are so high, both as fans as well as the team. 
Jacob Emrani is with us. Yeah, Jacob, no question. It is a frustrating time, and uh, hopefully the Lakers can figure out what they're going to do because 3-10 and is not going to get it done. And I'm of the opinion, you can't sit here and go, well, when this guy gets healthy, then we'll see. It takes me back to last year. When Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn are ready to go, forget about it. We're going to the top. I remember that. Yeah, I, I, I remember, remember that, that last year. It's like, stop fooling yourselves. It's like sitting in a room and everybody looks at each other. And they say, we're going to be okay, right? And this guy goes, yeah, oh, we'll be fine. What do you think? No, 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 you're right. We're going to be fine. It's like a group of people all talking to each other, comforting each other, when everything on outside is on fire. But they're going, nah, we're fine. We're good in here. Yeah, That's time, what it seems yeah, like to me. To have, yeah, it's time to have that real, real uncomfortable conversation. And it's really time to understand which way are you going to go. Are you going to go all in? Then you need to go get the best that you can for this year. And if you're not going to do that, then maybe blowing it up and actually being able to put a team on the court that shows promise is better. Right now, we're neither there or here. And as a fan, it's very difficult, you know, it's a very difficult position to be. Um, Jacob, our, our listeners always love when you give us advice. And one of the things that you mention all the time is getting a second opinion um, and how important that is. Even, you know, I think sometimes people may feel uh, uncomfortable um, talking to their own attorney about getting a second opinion because they feel like they may hurt their feelings. But, but that's not the case, right? Everyone should seek a second opinion if you're feeling uncomfortable. I think it's important for everybody to know that if, you know, you have a medical condition and someone recommends surgery, you're going to go get a second opinion. You're not going to think twice about it. And I don't think a lot of people are comfortable about talking about potentially getting another pair of eyes on your case in a legal case. And I think a lot of the reasons that they don't do that is because people know that attorneys are expensive and you can't use your health insurance to go to an attorney. So people don't think about it. So basically, you know, for years we've made ourselves available and we allow people to pick our brain. We give them their eye, you know, our eyes to look at their cases. And many times we tell them everything looks great and they feel good about it and they continue to go. But it's those times where things are not going great when they've hired a attorney who specialized in wills and trusts and now they're trying to handle a major personal injury case and they're making mistakes left and right. The client has no idea. They just feel like, hey, I hired an attorney. It's the same way you're not going to go you know, to a podiatrist if you have a heart issue. And a lot of people, unfortunately, do end up giving, you know, getting those kind of referrals from friends and family, and they don't know any better. So really, it's more about a service of understanding that, you know, we're there, we give them the time, we review the case for them, we make them feel like they have somebody to talk to, and we answer their questions and set them on their way, whatever that where may be. So it's been really good. People have been very, very thankful for it. And Ultimately, you know, it's something that's more of a service than anything else because it is a free, it's a free consultation. Great stuff, Jacob. Appreciate it as always. And it's, you know, you have been a pioneer in so many things you have done with your firm. And this is another step in the, in the direction of trying to help people, even really whether it benefits you or not. You just want to help. That's all we need to do. We need to help people. There's got to be more people out there that just want to help you without getting something back in return. Jacob, appreciate it. You have a great week. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Next hour, Vinny Bonsignor jumps on the show. Get into the upcoming NFL games this week. And uh, when we come back, we'll need a listener haiku. Oh, yeah. I I heard from Vic again. I'll tell you about that. And we'll update you on the Cooper Cup injury. 
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.